following podcast is a production of Radio Felician, the voice of Felician University and the home of alternative rock done right. Download the Radio Felician app via the Apple app or Google Play stores or stream us 24-7 worldwide at RadioFelician.com. Radio Felician, the Falcon. Welcome to the Felician Lantern, shining a light on everything nursing. A podcast from Felician University in New Jersey, exploring current issues in healthcare, speaking to leaders in the field, and preparing the next generation of nurses. Your hosts are Dr. Daria Wazak and Dr. Elizabeth Van Dyke, Associate Deans of the Felician University School of Nursing. Hello, this is Liz Van Dyke, and welcome to the first episode of the Felician Lantern. Just a little bit about myself, I am the Associate Dean uh, for the School of Nursing for the Graduate Department. I am an actively practicing nurse practitioner, uh, family nurse practitioner. I've been with Felician for the past six years, and I'd like to introduce my co-host. Hi, this is Daria Wazak. I am also an Associate Dean with Liz in the Department of Graduate Nursing. We started together about seven years ago. We are so excited to bring the first episode of our podcast to you. Our podcast is called The Felician Lantern. We chose this name specifically uh, in tribute to Florence Nightingale. As you know, she used to carry her lantern to shine the light on her patients and to help her see the way as she performed her care. And we're shining the light on what we do here at Felician Nursing, as well as what our partners do in the community. So that is why we chose the name Felician Lantern. Thanks, Daria. So this is our first episode of the Lantern Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our first guest, Dr. Patty Drabeck, who is a CNO of Christian Health. And we're really gonna be focusing in on her role as CNO of Christian Health and her um, advice and opinions about during and now post-pandemic nursing. You started as a vice president, chief nurse executive with Christian Health about a year ago. Tell us a little bit about Christian Health and your role. Sure, well, thanks for having me. Uh, Christian Health is a nonprofit um, health organization. It's pretty much a continuing care community. We have everything from long-term care to our subacutes, and we also have um, assisted living all the way up to independent living. We're located in Wyckoff, New Jersey, um, and we do have some various uh, other locations through Wayne and you know through the county of Bergen. Uh, my role at Christian Health is really focused on quality infection control practices. Um, and that's really important to bring into, you know, this kind of community from my background of an acute care, you know, background. So I think it's really, you know, important to focus on the communication with our not only our residents, but their families. Um, there's some trying times right now and keeping them abreast of all the changes um, within their family members is kind of important. So that is one of the biggest roles that I have um, from them. We are a person-centered care facility. And so that's so important coming through. And even though uh, it's kind of out there that the pandemic is over, it really isn't. Um, and it's kind of very important that we keep all of our residents safe and really focusing on that from that. So that is where my role stands today. So can you give us a little bit about your background prior to coming to Christian Health? Sure. 
Um, my background, you know, uh, I feel like I've been a nurse for a very, very long time, but uh, I have been primarily in the acute care. I have uh, worked in emergency departments and critical care departments, um, burn, um, you know, ICUs, all those kind of things before moving into more administration. Um, I have, you know, covered the administrative side of healthcare, including budgets, staffing, um, you know, union contracts, all that kind of uh, of business side of the the healthcare, um, but probably somewhere in right before the pandemic kind of came in place, I was lucky enough to complete my DNP, and that is something that over the course of my career I always knew I wanted to do. Um, kind of had to wait for my kids to kind of get through college. Couldn't have everybody in school at the same time, um, so it took me a little longer than some may think. Um, I took some time off to start looking at what my next step would be in my career. And lo and behold, the answer came because of something called the pandemic. I received a call, um, it was on a Friday night, about how would you feel about opening up a field medical station? Um, I wasn't sure if it was a real call or if it was a crank. I was a little like, what is going on? Um, but lo and behold, by the next morning, I had signed on with the Department of Health to open up what of we called one of the field medical stations. Um, I did the one with a whole team of people in Secaucus, New Jersey. We turned a convention center into a 250-bed um, standalone facility for our COVID convalescent patients. So when you started at Christian Health, we were already in the midst of the pandemic. So what was that like going from your role um, prior to coming to Christian Health and then kind of coming there kind of right in the middle um, towards uh, of the pandemic? I think that the biggest um, you know, thing that really made me want to move to Christian Health after coming out of you know, working at the Department of Health and the vaccines and, and all the different things that were going on was to bring that kind of strength and that um, skill to long-term care. Unfortunately, um, the long-term care communities have gotten such a poor um, presentation out in you know, our population. I mean, it's one of those things that they struggle through, and that's unfortunate. Um, the, the thing that we really wanted to do was to bring um, the skills that I had it, you know, to this environment and improve what was going on you know, in there. There was so much um, community spirit. There was so much teamwork and really good, um, you know, care that was being provided at it. But from the population, you know, you just didn't see that and didn't hear that. And that was what that open opportunity really gave me. So you mentioned uh, the residents um, and also in your role as far as CNO. Um, what was your impression of the nursing staff and um, how were they affected by the pandemic? You know, again, you weren't there from the beginning, but, again, but by the time you got there, what, uh, how is the nursing staff um, coping? The nursing team there, and this includes, you know, our CNAs, um, because in long-term care, that's such a big focus of the care that's actually touching our residents. But our nursing team was just so incredibly resilient. Um, I was impressed with their commitment to the mission that Christian Health, you know, to foster the health, you know, the healing and the wellness of everyone there. And that was something that was just so present. It was a caring, compassionate, and loving environment. Um, and I think that's something that now that we've really moved through the last year, um, coming out of the pandemic, 
teamwork was such a presence. You know, you could feel it. No matter what you worked and where you worked, it didn't matter the individual, whether it was a physician, respiratory therapist, and environmental, you know, if one person faltered, you know, the others picked them up. And that was the one lesson, I think, throughout COVID that we all learned. Teamwork was so uh, instrumental in our survival, you know, quite frankly, in healthcare. Um, as we move forward, I think that's something that is so key to remind everybody today, you know, because I, you know, what I'm kind of seeing, not just in, you know, Christian health, but across the entity is, I think people are starting to break off into those silos again. Um, they're tired. The fatigue is starting to really, you know, cause all sorts of breakdown in healthcare. So it's it's that piece that we want to remember, bringing back the teamwork, that sense of you know, purpose that we had during the COVID and really kind of reminding to take care of each other. Self-care is important, but if we don't take care of each other, what do we have left to really do? So I think that's it. They had such a resiliency and now we just have to remind them of that as we move forward. This is the Felician Lantern, shining a light on everything nursing. What are some of the strategies that you're using kind of to support your, you know, the nursing workforce and how can we, we move from here? I mean, my personal thing is presence, you know, being there um, on the ground, being part of that team, letting people see that you're there too. Um, it's just so important. That's where the rounding comes in. It's really meaningful rounding. It's not just walking around and hi, how you doing? It's really getting to know your staff, getting to know how they're doing, you know, that day. It's not just, um, you know, they showed up to work. You really want to find out what's going on and how they're handling all the challenges that they're faced. You know, COVID's still out there and their families are still impacted by it. And you want to remember that piece of it. And so I think rounding and presence is still there. Um, we have at Christian Health really tried to bring, you know, special meals, these little community type events um, versus the one-offs to try to bring that team feel back, trying to bring that energy and that focus and that passion back um, to it. And it's really trying to figure out how to bring essentially joy and fun back into the workplace. Patty, you mentioned rounding, and I thought immediately about rounding from the perspective of patients, nurses checking in on the patients doing their rounding, but you're talking about from the CNO perspective, mm -hmm. rounding on the staff. It's both. I mean, I mean, I talk to families on a regular basis, um, and it's really, I think that's the mentorship where nurse leader roles kind of come into play. Um, we see a lot of, of in long-term care in particular, we see a lot of new nurses coming in. And some of them are LPNs, some of them are RNs, some of them are long-standing CNAs. And it's the relationships that they have with our families, not only the, the residents themselves, but the families that make all the difference. And I think that's something as a nurse leader, you want to make sure you hit both. You know, the families, when they see you walking around and they see and they talk to you and they get to feel that you have a relationship, it makes so much more meaning to them that they know that their loved ones are being cared for appropriately because it's it's one of them. I mean, I, I was one of my family members that I talked to on a regular basis. They said that I'm one of their, you know, quote unquote, adopted sisters now, you know, just because and that's that's what the true you know relationship means connecting with the people that were there and not just the residents, not just the nurse, not just the staff. We're all people. 
now that we're at this point in the pandemic, whatever this point is called, <laughs> um, what is your biggest challenge, maybe two of your biggest challenges today, just sitting here today? What's sort of looming on your mind and, and how can you overcome those challenges? Uh, I think the first, you know, um, I, I look at it, it's really the, re you know, recruitment and more importantly, the retention. Um, that's one of the challenges that we have. We all know that the number of open nursing positions um, across, you know, the country actually are in the millions. Um, and ironically, it was something that, um, you know, even prior to the pandemic, nursing was projected to have almost a million, you know, nursing shortages um, by the years that we're in now. <laughs> um, and now that's pretty much on, on, on te you know, par for being double. Um, fairly shortly. So that's something that is extremely challenging um, for all of us. And then I think the other part in the business that I'm in now is really the certified nursing assistants. You know, it's just, it's challenging. It's, they can't get into the courses. They're not, you know, everything kind of shut down and being, you know, at an educational establishment, if we think about um, where that comes into play, it's, how do these how do we help these individuals get the education the training the certifications that they need so that they can do the jobs um, and i think that's one of the challenges um, that we're working on trying to find places that we can assist in getting them their certifications to do the jobs that we need them to do you're seeing a demand for registered nurses and nursing assistants correct yeah, I mean, I think in long-term care, it's it's something that's somewhat of a challenge. Um, you know, nurses, when they go to school, they don't automatically think, oh, I'm going to go work in, you know, a continuing care community or a nursing home or even assisted living. They all know, you know, from that, oh, I have to start in med surge. Right. Um, as a profession, we kind of moved that away because we were taking new graduates into your ICUs and your CCUs and EDs and all that kind of stuff when we started developing our nurse internship programs. And that's where I think as a profession, we need to start, you know, putting some focus on the tail end of our, you know, continuum of life. It's a large group of people that really need our care and our compassion. And that's where the, the challenge comes into play finding, you know, people that it's their love, it's their passion, it's their commitment to this generation of patients. I mean, we're going to be there someday. And that's the piece. <laughs> so I think it's important, you know, our roles as nurse leaders and educators, for that matter, is to really start looking at the full continuum. Not everybody's made to work in maternal child, but not everybody's meant to work in acute care. And I think the focus on the continuum of care um, is going to be where our profession needs to put some energies. So new nurses don't necessarily need to start in med surge, in your opinion? No, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I have been a nurse for a long time. I was hired straight out of school. Um, this was in the early 80s. <laughs> Sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> in the early 80s, I was hired straight into an emergency department when it was unheard of. But it was my passion. It was just something that I mean, that's why I went to undergrad. I wanted to be an ER nurse. And I was lucky enough back then to, you know, move into it. I lovingly call myself the original test dummy um, for nursing that um, you know, they hired me straight into it. 
it was challenging. I was constantly going home and studying for my ACLS, studying for my critical care course. Um, but it was something that I truly, truly wanted, and I don't regret it at all. And I think that's the piece that when people are moving through school, it's their exposure. What do they find their love in? Um, some people don't. Some people take a little longer to kind of figure that out. Um, but the ones that do, why wouldn't we promote that? And I think also the acute care paradigm has has shifted in the last 20 plus years as well. What, you know, not dating myself, but going back 20 plus years, uh, what we took care of on a med-surg floor um, is now no longer in, in the acute care setting. It's in the continuum of care setting. So it is essentially, this is your quote, quote unquote, med-surg start um, yes. in, in, in all different um, sectors and and especially in the continuum of care. It's uh, the tales. Mm -hmm. I, I like to say yeah. that, you know, from the tales, you know, it's a great place. You know, we have long-term care and we have subacute. And those subacute patients are coming from the acute care facilities with, you know, um, a complex medical, you know, care needs. Um, they're coming because they need that um, rebuild, you know, the rehab part of it. But many of them have uh, comorbidities that really require pretty intensive nursing care and support, wounds, um, you know, uh, feedings. It's just an amazing thing. So when people come, you know, straight out of school and they're seeing all this stuff, they're like, oh, you know, their eyes open up like they're getting exposed to quite a bit. I, I look at the subacute and I literally am seeing med surge from our days, you know, from that perspective. You know, but think about it. These are the people that within a very short length of stay are moving through the ICU, their step downs to the med surge and then over to subacutes. So it is a continuum that has tightened the belt, for lack of better words. Um, but the quality that we have to do and the compassion that we have to provide is just as rigorous as it is in the acute care. You're listening to The Felician Lantern, shining a light on everything nursing. So, Patty, what drives you every day? When you wake up in the morning, you're getting ready to go into work. What, what brings you there? I... You know, it, it has changed over the course of the years, but right now, even through, you know, some very tired time, what gives me the most energy is to to give back, to try to figure out ways to help the newer, you know, nurses, this new environment that I'm in, you know, to build that energy, to build that passion, to, to have compassion for the, the residents that they have. It's a tough, tough environment. Um, we have had people that have been there for, you know, I've been probably at Christian Health probably about a year and a half now. Um, some of the residents that I have there are not there anymore. Um, but I know, I know with everything that I am, my being is that we gave them everything. You know, the caring, the compassion, the love um, that is needed at the end of, of life. So, um you know, we, you spoke a bit about uh, your role and your leadership um, prior to um, coming into uh, Christian Health and in your leadership at that time. So how do you kind of compare that experience with your role that you have now at Christian Health? That's a good one. Let's see. How do I compare? You know, I think, you know, coming from most recently, you know, opening, you know, the field medical station, working on, you know, with the Department of Health, it was a little different. We were there um, 
the regulations were kind of everything was pushed aside. It was just getting things done. And now I think one of the challenges is is to put those regulations, those, you know, regulatory kind of commitments that we have um, in place and assuring that we're doing everything that we're doing in the most safest, you know, quality, um, you know, that we can. And I think that is something that is on all of our minds, you know, whether it's the acute care or, you know, post-acute care, it's finding ways to provide that highest level of quality um, and purpose for our residents while maintaining all those um, pretty <laughs> strict, strict uh, regulatory kind of commitments that we have to do. So a lot of differences, but still, you know, same role, but... Quite a bit, a, yeah, a different, different in focus. I don't see it. when I wake up in the morning. I don't think any differently how I present myself when I go to an acute care facility. Um, all those years, how I worked when I woke up and drove to the Sea Caucus site for the field medical, or if I'm driving to Wyckoff, New Jersey. It's I come in. I'm going to give it the best I can. You know, trying to find ways to have our team provide that caring, um, compassionate, you know, environment and provide safe quality care for everyone. That's that's what we're here to do. Um, and if we can go home at night knowing that we did our best um, to do that, it's never gonna be perfect, but knowing that that's the energy and that's what we need to do each and every day, we will make that difference. We're gonna get there, you know, we're not gonna stay this same tired, you know, uh, you know fragmented uh, profession for long. It's gonna take us some time, but we'll find it again. This is the Felician Lantern, shining a light on everything nursing. So what is uh, your role in being a CNO? What drives you every day? What is what is kind of you kind of, you know, touched a little bit on that before. As a CNO, I, I, I think it's my role is to lead. It's to help everyone you know whether it's it's you know the leadership team you know the nurse leaders that i have there ancillary leaders charge nurses any of that kind of stuff to help them grow you know into that into their roles you know every piece of it from that perspective you know i i joke with them i'm like come on let's go let's i want you to grow. come take my job because that's what's going to happen i need those strong leaders to grow experience it be able to share the caring and compassion that is our goal um, you know, and have them grow into their next role, whether it's the floor nurse that is coming out that never gave, you know, thought to being a charge nurse or a team leader, you know, you know, putting that challenge in front of them, having them participate in some of our committees or some of our, you know, processes that we're trying to improve. Um, I do believe strongly in, you know, shared government, shared governance, I should say. Um, and that is something that we are trying to bring into Christian health as well, because these are nurses. These are CNAs that really want to have a voice in the care that they're providing. And that is what I see the role at this CNA, uh, the CNO role at Christian Health really is doing, is growing the teams in each of their specialties. And never know, maybe we'll get some CNAs that decide they want to be a nurse and having them go back to school and see what that does. So, so it's kind of parlays into our, you know, our 
Final uh, question for today, and you talked about leadership and bringing up the next level of leaders, and um, hopefully we have quite a few nursing students um, listening to this podcast and gleaning uh, your wisdom and uh, your advice, and and certainly you have provided so much already. So what, you know, what final advice do you have for our new nurses entering the workforce, especially in light of, you know, COVID, post-pandemic? in the middle, you know, wherever we are right now. (laughs) I think, you know, this is something that I just say all the time, do it, just do it, you know, embrace the challenges. Um, You learn from every challenge that you're faced, whether it's personal or, you know, in in your education, seek that knowledge, you know, keep growing, keep reaching out, take every new opportunity as a learning opportunity because you will get something. The staff back there will laugh at me because I'm like, okay, I learned something new today and I say it all the time because even now, you know, you always can learn something and it's not something um, that you ever want to stop doing. You know, you want to just continue to grow as a professional, as a nurse, if that's what you decide to do. And I personally am probably the biggest nursing proponent there is because I want everyone. I think everybody that truly wants to become a nurse should be given that opportunity. And I work with anybody um, to help them achieve that goal. But I think that's really all those nurses out there is find what you love and just do it. You know, keep going and reaching and seeking to be the best at it that you can possibly be. And then you never know, something else comes down the pike and you can shift gears. It doesn't mean I've done so much in my career and I've learned from every step of the journey. I I have no regrets, no regrets in what I've done. Um, I think when I first went back for my master's, I think it was, okay, why are you going for your MSN? And why not the MBA or healthcare? And the answer was, because I'm a nurse and I will always be a nurse, no matter what my role is. It's who I am. Well, Patty, thank you so much for having this discussion and bringing out such really important points um, from your career, from your perspective, um, just from um, you know how you are caring for not just the patients, but also for the families, for the nurses, how everything has kind of come together and, and bringing your uh, wisdom uh, to this podcast and hopefully to those that are listening. So thank you so much from the School of Nursing for being here today and uh, participating. And, and we look forward to um, having you back soon. Thank you. This podcast has been a production of Radio Felician, the voice of the Franciscan University of New Jersey. Visit us anytime at RadioFelician.com. Want to send an email? Reach out at radiostation at Felician.edu. Radio Felician, the Falcon.